make some money you bet your bottom dollar we are sims and left go getting ready to bet week four fentrick is in the house and i could feel it in my bones heavy hitter you're supposed to let it breathe more why'd you have to come in so hard let it breathe the listeners want it to breathe they want the big mouth shut up oh, you so, have so this is what this is problem. this is what people need to realize is that sims doesn't get good sleep. All right. Uh, you have a problem. I don't have a problem. Yes. You have a problem. I have a you have problem. a problem of telling people they have problems. Maybe you should evaluate your own life instead of constantly criticizing others, Chris. <laughs> okay, I will. Yeah, as an analyst. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason you took this job, is you like being inherently negative. We've Let's ask Jared Goff what he thinks. We've <laughs> got a social media war unfolding between Chad Ochocinco and Ray Lewis, and all you guys want to talk about is Chris's personal life. Well, we were ta- I was being the Chad Ochocinco to Sims as Ray Lewis. Right. Ah, that's what it was. Okay. On right. the show, if you guys haven't seen it on YouTube, Sims and Left Go, the show, uh, Ochocinco, a a.k.a. Chad Johnson, a.k.a. 85, uh, told a story with T.O. We were at Blind Barber in L.A. We were doing a segment about how he almost beat the crap out of Ray Lewis, uh, where Ray and a safety kind of sandwiched him. And then after the game, he tried to go to the locker room, ran out without a shirt into the parking lot, and Ray drove away, and he knew Ray was scared. Right. Well, Ray posted the video of the hit and then then put on Instagram that I would knock you out and all that stuff. And it seems like it's all good-natured fun. They're yes. friends. yes. But it all started on the Sims and Left Go show. Good. A little good feud. Trendsetters. I love it. Did you did you make a response yet to Ray? Oh, it's all right. Yeah, I put it up. You did? Okay. Yeah, good. come on. We're all over it. What, what, was, what was the response that we finally went with? I, I asked uh, Ray, what round would you knock him out? Right. Because I wanted to see if Ray would respond. So we'll wait and see. Okay. Maybe it happens I'll let you guys know. Um, little announcement. I've seen a lot of people on social excited about the shirts. $22. We don't see a dime. If you put in fantasy, the code, when you're buying the shirt, it's $3 shipping anywhere in the world. The loyalist.com slash SLFL 2018 promo code fantasy. That is the loyalist.com slash SLFL 2018. Make sure you find your fantasy conference name, rock it around, wear the shirt, post it. I'm going to get the Golden Spleen. What's our conference? The Golden Spleen. We're in the Golden Spleen. Golden Spleen. Sorry, I wasn't sure. And Sims is going to Notre Dame this weekend. I am. So if you want to take pictures of him while he's on TV Mm -hmm. and then put words in his mouth or make a meme, make sure to send us on Twitter or Instagram and we will retweet it out there. Pretty big game. Hopefully you'll get some followers too. Who is Notre Dame playing this weekend? Oh, thank you for being such a good friend. First thank time you. in 13 years. I'm a friend of you. Game. I am not a friend of Notre Dame. Oh, I, uh, I could care less about it. Top 10 matchup. Top 10 matchup. I care more that you say something good at halftime or whenever you go on pregame. Thank you. Than the game. No, it's uh, it's Notre Dame Stanford. Holy so, crap. What rank is Stanford? Stanford's seven. And, and Notre they Dame's just beat eight. Oregon. They did. Right, which I was actually shocked to see them come back or and above Notre Dame, uh, especially Notre Dame playing so well. So Stanford is seven. Notre yeah. Dame is Notre Dame is eight. You know, of course they're wow. starting a new quarterback. Uh, Ian Book took Brandon Wimbush's job last week. Do you agree? I do agree. I think it. You saw limitations in Wimbush's ability to throw. Yeah, Wimbush. He the like 
it, he's it, a great kid. He's We're a great kid. He's an awesome athlete. He's really the best running back on their team. I think they're going to get him on the field in some capacity. I would. Lamar Jackson style. Something like that. Yes, definitely. Uh, and then that's all you had for the no, game? No, yeah. Just, Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to give those kind of things at this point. Really? Wow. Yeah. Are you withholding a I'm withholding. Do you mean... Tune in to NBC. I'm definitely <laughs> WNBC. I could care less. WNBC. WNBC. Um, uh, I, I, I think is this the name... biggest game for them all year? Or uh, do they have another big matchup? No, I mean, Florida State's fizzled away. They do have Virginia Tech in Virginia Tech Undefeated at some point. Syracuse at Yankee Stadium. Oh, that'll be good. They're gonna be, yeah, that's yeah, going to be fun. Syracuse is 25-point underdogs to Clemson this weekend. And the best part is, is now I get to be like, my Syracuse orange. I've been following them all year. Uh, that'll be cool not. to see, to be there. Uh, but I, I think Notre Dame will win this football game. I do. Uh, I think Notre Dame's pretty good. You've been high on them all year. I'm going to clip that and put it out. Chris Sims' official Notre Dame prediction on the Sims and Lefko podcast, not on (laughs) NBC. Thank you. All right, uh, Fendrick, why don't you fill us in with how we did last week? Boy, it's another ugly week in week three. So here's how it went. How many times a week do we have to go over this? We didn't go over it on Monday. We haven't done this yet. You were the one that asked for it on Monday. Uh, Was I? Yeah, because you were like, when you lose a lot, we talk about it. All right, so here's what happened. So week three, Sims, you lost 560 bleacher bucks. Lefko, you lost 400 bleacher bucks. That takes the bank accounts. Listen to Josh. Yep. What do you mean? Oh, because I told you to bet big on some games? Yeah, that's all right. Well, that's what you get. I went big on one today. All right, so here's what we got. Bank accounts for the season overall. Sims, you are at minus 940 bleacher bucks. Right. Lefko, you are at minus 790. Ooh, sounds like I'm winning. You are winning. Overall record. Sims, you are 22 and 25. Lefko, you are 21 and 26. Sounds like I'm winning. I know that neither of you cares about the records. No, I don't for the bank really accounts. Care. We are. Moving on to the individual. That's why I don't even like it. I don't even want to bet on some of these games. I'd rather not even bet and be held responsible for some of these coin flip freaking Individual games. segments. Guaranteed to lose. Sims, last week, you went two and three. You Woo! picked the Bills, the Cardinals, the Lions, the Broncos, and the Giants. Damn. You are 6-3 and 1 overall. I don't think my record's ever Sorry, been that eight, bad. 6 and 1 overall. Your math skills are really yeah, they're really, lacking. For someone who uses spreadsheets. And Lefko last week, Lefko's locks. Let me just do some quick math here. Uh, oh, and four last week. Sorry, <laughs> Vikings, Chargers, Bears, and Patriots all did not cover. Oh, you're, you're a clown, huh? <laughs> he you made went, some money. Yep, you went zero oh and four, bringing you to three and nine on the season. You know what that was locks. payback for? You know what that was payback for, for calling me out for interrupting you yesterday. That was ridiculous. Uh, I didn't interrupt wow. you. Right. Pent up anger. Yep, I got a lot of aggression today, and boys. He totally avoided some of the Jewish holidays, so I just I think it came back. That's to right. Him. You know what I mean? That's right. Well, right. one of us had to keep this podcast rolling. <laughs> I was repenting for Lefko <laughs> yes. sins, but apparently uh, it wasn't enough. Didn't do enough. Yeah, I would need multiple Yum Kippers to repent for Lefko uh, sins. A few, two news Is that and you notes. Say Kipper. Kipper, Yom, Yom Kippur, Kippur whatever. Said, yeah. was, okay, it depends know. upon how Ashkenazi you are. Okay. Yeah. 5%. You know, you're 5%. 5%. Yeah. Tennessee signed Eric Reed. I know. So awesome. Carolina. So Carolina, damn. right. Duh. But yeah, so awesome. David so hold Tapper. on. Did they have an injury there in Carolina where it made sense? Uh, yeah. Well, they, they were. that was not a position of strength for them to begin with. Uh, Mike Adams is one starting safety. Uh, who the hell was their starting safety to begin the year? That's what I got to think of off the top of my head, and I'm choking right now. Um, but safety has been an issue for them. Oh, Kenny, uh, not Kenny Vicar. You got me on Tennessee Titans now. Uh, I didn't do anything. You were doing this. They're on by. Kenny, no, it's 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 still our guy Mike Adams who's up there in years. Yes, and then who am I? Oh, Denoris Searcy. That's who it. 
Denoris Searcy uh, did have an injury, and I don't know necessarily if they were totally pleased with his play. What was his injury? That's what I need to see. Why does it matter? I just would like to know, just for my f- further knowledge. But Eric Reed being back in the lead is a great thing. I just got unfortunate news. Yeah. Eagles are taking a hit. What? Rodney McLeod out for the year, oh, MCL. Damn. Starting free safety. They balance him with uh, Malcolm Jenkins. That's right. With all the inner injuries last year. That hurts. Focus, focus on the, yeah, how big of a deal is that? That's. I mean, I, I think he's one of the better free safety, coverage safeties in all of football. I mean, as far as a middle fielder goes, his range is up there with anybody. I'd also say that of all the injuries last year, they always had a replacement. Yeah. No Jordan Hicks, Nigel Bradham could step up. Vitae stepped up for Jason Peters, all that stuff. I don't see a guy like that on the roster. I don't, I don't see another free safety on the roster for Ronnie McLeod. Uh, I don't think I do either. Um, Denoris Searcy, by the way, first of all, just to get that out, he had two concussions in the last 30 days, so that's why they put him right. on injured reserve. Right. Um, and that's why Eric Reed's there, which is awesome. But, um, no, I don't think there's another guy on the roster either, and I have to pull up the roster here because I'm My not. only question is, do they move a Rasul Douglas there? or Because uh, Corey Graham ain't the guy. Yeah, of course he's okay. He's not horrible. So they he, did sign DeAndre Hall. They he should be able to him. do some of that. DeAndre Hall, okay, that's not a horrible pick either. Um, yeah, but they're going to be lacking at that position, certainly. Are there any more free agent safeties still on the market? Not that I know of. Of all the big ones that weren't signed, I don't. I think Kenny Vaccaro and Reed were the two guys. That Tyvon were, Branch, Nate Allen, Mike Mitchell. Nah. I wouldn't say anything there. I mean, those are guys that are, you know, they could fill a roster spot. Maybe if you want to add some depth depth or trust them uh, yeah. to be that kind of guy. Sure. All right. Huge loss. Not excited about it. Yeah. Vikings Rams. I need to change my pick on that game now. Serious? No. Okay. You hosting this podcast today or am I? I'm waiting for you to take the All lead, right, bro. Let's do it. Vikings Rams, Thursday Night Football. Set the already, scene. Already previewed this game yesterday. Vikings coming off a 27-6 loss last week to the Buffalo Bills. Rams beat the Chargers 35-23 last week. Uh, Rams are a seven-point favorite in this game. Again, already previewed this yesterday. So, Lefko, let's come to you first for your pick and bet amount. All right, so here's how I'm going to do this today. I have a list of all the injuries that are interesting, and I have trends. Uh, I will provide the information, but I'm going to give my pick first. I'm going to put $100 on the Rams minus seven. Here is why that is a bad pick. Okay, Last year, Rams lost at Minnesota. Thielen was amazing. Mm-hmm. Latavius Murray was amazing. And it was Jared Goff's worst game. Right. Don't like that. Here's why the pick makes sense. No team flying from the central time zone to the Pacific time zone for a Thursday game in the last 12 years has ever won. Right. A team going from the central time zone to the west, west time zone, 0-10. Okay, that's one thing. Yeah. Two in their last 10 games as favorites, the Rams are 9-1 and one straight up, 8-2 and two against the spread. Mm-hmm. Under Zimmer, in their last seven games, the Vikings as an underdog of seven or more points, they are 0-7. The last time that happened, Pittsburgh last year, week two, they lost 26-9. The trends are favoring the Rams. Uh, the injuries with Everson Griffin out. Uh, Dalvin Cook is still questionable. The other thing, too, is Riley Reef is questionable. Mm. And if he doesn't play, your starting tackles for Minnesota against that D-line are Rashad Hill right. and rookie Brian O'Neill, which makes me say, oh, crap, the Rams are one of those consistent teams. Mm-hmm. I wanted to think maybe the Vikings were going to keep it close, but I, I like the Rams here, even though it's minus seven. Yeah, okay, uh, so... 
I will also place. All right, so wait, no. I'm picking the Rams to win this game 27 to 20. Okay. Oh, so you so have it as I have a it as a push, and because of that, I'm going to go with the team that's a little bit more desperate in this situation. So if I have to pick one, I'm going to pick the Vikings to cover. I'm putting a hundred dollars oh, on the Vikings. Going, so you're going Minnesota plus seven. I thought you said you wanted Rams minus seven. No, I did not. Oh, you said no. You, you okay. wrote it right and you crossed it out for whatever reason you wanted to cross it out. Yep. I don't know why. He's doing too many things. He's not I know. focusing on Focus us. on the fucking show right I'm now. Focused. Okay. Minnesota Minnesota stop plus worrying seven. about your slack. Hey, do you and hear the Viking else. sound? Do no, I, sound? I, I don't. I, don't yeah. let him change the topic. Keep getting on. I so focus Google Doc Boy. Okay, I'm focused. All right, Minnesota plus seven. Minnesota. Yes, That's I'm not just, what you said to me before the show. It is too. Okay. That's why you typed out Go Minnesota. You guys argue too much. It's really embarrassing. Yeah, but um, okay. I, I think all the things you said concern me. What's the Rams? So I mean, I know what the Rams are. The Vikings right now, I don't know what they are. I do still. I'm trying to figure out their offense as far as what that full identity is going to be. Dalvin Cook being there certainly is going to help out things. Riley Reef, yeah, that does hurt. I don't know how much it hurts either way because he wasn't that good himself last week. Yeah, but yeah, that matchup overall favors the Rams' defensive line for when sure. When I tell you the trend of the Central to Pacific time zone, yeah, and the reason that I put a lot of stock into that mm-hmm. is because Zimmer came out midweek and was like, "I can't believe we have to fly to right. California." That's why they have no chance to win the game. I mean, the fact that the coach is making excuses on a Tuesday uh, is very concerning, right? So, but you, but you like desperate and. Guys, I just like desperate, desperate and the coin flip to keep it closer than seven. All right. You know what I mean? I'm with you on everything you said. I'm going Rams as well. The, the, and for the, all the listeners right now that know who actually won this bet, I'm sure you're, they're laughing at us going, oh, Lefko's trends are so great. Meanwhile, Minnesota put up 700 passing yards. <laughs> Damn. All right. Game number two. Moving on to Sunday. One o'clock slate here. Jets visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars 2-1, and one, coming off a 9-6 loss to Tennessee last week. The Jets are 1-2, and two, coming off a Thursday night football loss to Cleveland. Spread in this game, Jacksonville minus 9. Sims, you'll go first on this one. Okay, well, I think the first thing that jumps out to me more than anything is the fact that I do think the Jets match up very well with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've talked a lot about how the Jacksonville, I mean, the New York Jets, they're a big physical team. I would have a hard time thinking thinking that Jacksonville is going to push around that defensive line. Added to the fact that the Jets do have a good secondary, so they will be able to play man-to-man when when need be. But the other thing I like about the Jets is they play smart zone coverages too. And if you have tells as far as where your team likes to throw the ball at times, then, you know, they can drop the people into the right zones to take away some of those staples we talk about so much with Bortles in that offense. Shallow crosses, shallow crosses, the outside. Right, exactly. Outs. I think they can do things to take that away. You know, but really yeah. quick, yeah. if you're watching, if you're in the New York market or the Jacksonville market, I'm curious. Yeah. Let's count right. how many deep fades there are, yep. how many shallow crosses there are, right. and how many, what, 10-yard outs? Or, I, would you say, say, I would just go screens or bootlegs in the flat. It's like the same kind of thing. It's the same area. You know, either the fake to the left and he throws to the tight end who's on the line of scrimmage just yes. running in the flat, or he fakes to the left and drops straight back, and then the tight end and the running back sneak out to where he throws yeah. the ball. In Keep the an same. eye. Yeah. Let's Keep count them up. No doubt. Um, I do think with the Jets' offense – now, if there's one weakness to the Jacksonville defense at all, is they will let you run the football on them. And the Jets have shown the fact that they can bust some runs from time to time. The thing that scares me more than anything is Sam Darnold on the road against this defense. I don't know where to trust him in this situation, I think. The Jets do have enough weapons, and I do think their passing scheme fits 
how you pick apart Jacksonville too. His bootlegs, I think mm. that Jeremy Bates will take some of what he saw from Kyle Shanahan last year. That was and the my quickness question. over the middle, right? So my, Jeremy Bates, for people that don't realize, is a Kyle. He's the OC of the Jets. He's a Kyle Shanahan disciple. Right. Kyle went out there last year yes. and eviscerated the Jags defense. Yes. But you always talk about Kyle having a firmer grasp of the concept than anybody else. He does. I don't expect Jeremy to do it, but no. I wondered if he could recognize some of that and go, "Oh, I can do that." I, too. I think so. I think there'll be a few things he can certainly steal from that. Okay. Okay, so I'm betting $100 on the New York Jets. I wanted to bet more. <gasps> yeah! We're going to take you down to the pool and fly our jet on top of your pool. Deal with it. That's great. Okay, so this is the thing, though. I wanted to go big here on the Jets. Well, I will say that we're getting it at plus nine. Right. And right now in Vegas, it's down to seven and a half. Oh, I can see that. Which makes me think that Vegas is worried about the Jets, Yeah, too. the Jets match up perfectly. I am picking Jacksonville to win this game 17 to 13. Only reason I... The one thing that stopped me from going hard is what? A pick six. Exactly. I can see this game being 13-10 Jaguars uh, late in the fourth quarter, and they get a sack fumble and a yeah. pick six, and they win 27 to 10. It could be anything like that. All so. right, here's the injury. Yeah. For the first time this season, Marcus May might play, yep. which is would be really big to it see this be. Jets team. Mm-hmm. Buster Screen might not. Yeah, that's nice. uh, And they do have athletes on the Jaguars. Fournette, Yeldon, still questionable. Mm. Fournette, hamstring, bothering them. Yeah. I am going $100 on the Jets. Let me tell you why that's a bad pick. Last year, when favored by seven or more points, Jacksonville was 3-0. and mm. Straight up and against the spread. Also, when you look back at the beginning of their schedule last year, yeah. and I'm going to pull it up right now. The Jag schedule? The Jag schedule. Yeah. It went up and back, blowing out a team, and then bad. Right. Which was always a sign to me of a team that really hadn't found themselves yet. Last year, they beat the Texans by 22, lose. They beat the Ravens by 30-something, lose. Beat the Jaguars by 21, lose. lost to the Jets. Beat the Colts 27 nothing. Yeah. So, And that's what we're kind of seeing right now. So the trend of the team last year is, think about it. They're a highly emotional team, very athletic, a coach that keeps it simple. They get fired up after a loss. Let's not do it again. The reason it's a smart pick, Mm -hmm. since 2010, the Jets are 4-0 against Jacksonville, and they did beat the Jaguars last year. Do not forget, though, Jacksonville played in London the week before. So I think, and remember, the Jets almost blew that game to Jacksonville. They tried to. I'm going plus nine just because I think that the Jets have a big enough front four that the and and I think that the Jaguars' offensive line came back to life uh, last week. Right, where I think they can drop a lot of those guys in coverage. And I also think that Todd Bowles is coaching for his freaking job. Mm-hmm. Doug Marone is trying to keep them focused. Doug Marone's task this year is stop getting confident. Like last year, it was no one believes in us. This year, they already had their Super Bowl against New England. Now it's, I need you to care about the Jets. Right. Todd Bowles is coaching for his job. And I think Sam is going to be a little bit smart. I think it's uh, your score is right where I had it yeah, in. Right. So I have $100 on the Jets. That might be a left go walk. Uh oh. Which right. is really scary. Like, I, I'm having the same fear as you the pick six. I know. 
All right, guys. Next game here on the 1 o'clock slate. The 3-0 Miami Dolphins coming off a win over Oakland last week. Going up to New England, 1-2 and Patriots coming off a 26-10 loss to Detroit. Spread for this game, we got it at New England minus 9.5. Lefko, we're going to start with you on this game. Okay. Let me go through the injuries. William Hayes, out for the year. Right. Andre Branch, also out. Cameron Wake, missed Wednesday's practice with a knee injury. Mm. That D-line of the Dolphins, the depth got shattered in half. New England, Rex Burkhead is now on IR. We are expecting to see the debut of Josh Gordon. We'll see how it goes. I am putting $100 on Miami plus 9.5. Here is why that bet is stupid. Mm. Last 12 seasons with Brady at home versus Miami, New England is 11-0. They're seven and four against the spread. Everything in the world is going. New England's going to blow them out. The Dolphins are a fake three and zero. They've beaten the Raiders. They had a marathon game against the Titans. Whatever that is. And then the week before, they their offense didn't really do anything, and they feasted on Sam Darnold turnovers. Yeah. That's why my pick is stupid. Why I like my pick. Yes. Since 2015, Miami has been an underdog of nine or more points six times. Right. They've won three of those games. Think about that. Say that again? They've been an underdog of nine or more points six times, right. yet they still won three of those games. And against the spread, they're four and two. Hmm. They're a good underdog team. One of those happened last year against New England. Right. Monday Night Football. I... Everything in the better mind said, go New England. Miami is a horizontal speed offense with a good O-line. If there's one team that should be able to take advantage of the weaknesses of the Patriots' defense, it's this team, especially if if Tannehill doesn't turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. Defensively, I'm scared out of my mind because Tom Brady is going to be clicking this weekend. Chris Hogan's going to score. I think that Sony Michelle and James White have big days, but I think I went with a team that I'm rooting for. I want the Dolphins to send the Patriots into panic. Yeah. I want the Dolphins to show everybody we didn't need Landry. We didn't need Sue. We're not a fake three and O team. So I'm kind of going with my heart there, which is really dumb, but I want to be on the Dolphins' side. Sims, your breakdown, then your pick. Yeah, okay. So I think the thing, um, I mean, you hit on a lot of good points, certainly. The Dolphins are the better football team. And my my heart wanted to say, go with New England because we've seen them bounce back and do these things all the time, and they're going to put on a show out there this week. I, I don't know if I can they, – they might win this football game. I'm, I'm not denying that. But I don't think it's going to be a show. I don't. I don't. I will just be shocked. I don't think they can transform like that in one week. They might. May, I know I've been wrong about this before, but everybody I just, has. Really. I know. But I look at the Dolphins' defense as suited still to stop New England. New Even England, with all those D line yeah, injuries, New England hasn't proved to me that they can run the ball on anybody. So that's one thing. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the pass rush is going to be an issue, but I do think the athletic linebackers, the safety play, the secondary for the Dolphins has been transformed. They're good. I mean, they're with Minka. Uh, Xavier Howard, who we texted about yesterday, Xavier Howard is officially in the conversation for one of the best corners in the sport. Baylor like, kid. Yes. Second what? round pick. Yeah, talk him up. Two years ago, he's got 
his big thing coming out of college was I thought, well, maybe he's a little stiff and like a step slow. But you he, loved his length. I loved his length, but he's got, he's lost a little weight, and that's the one thing I heard about two years ago, two off seasons ago, and. He is the type of guy that can match up with the Amari Coopers or whoever it may be, man-to-man, and his ball skills are off the charts. I would say other than Marcus Peters, he has the best ball skills out of any corner in football. Wow. He can play it like a receiver. How many times have we seen him do it? I mean, he catches a deep post, Two catches the jump ball in that game. Yeah. Last year in my, uh, the New England game, they throw the deep post down the middle. He went and ran and got that. He has like, receiver ability there. So I look at also to your points. The Dolphins are tough. They don't screw the games up they to this point. Not. They play very smart football. Which is what the Patriots feast on. Right. The Patriots, they scare me with their secondary. I, I can't latch on to that and feel good about that. I like picking teams that have players that could do extraordinary things against the Patriots. Yes. And the, the Dolphins have four or five guys on offense that if they hit a seam, look what Kenyon Drake did. He I had know. almost, I think he had over 200 yards of total offense against the Patriots last year. Something like that. Jakeem Grant could flip the spread in one missed tackle. Yeah, well, we had Mike Lombardi last week tell us, New England doesn't like when teams do what New England does to everybody else, which is to spread you out, throw a short passing game. So so because of that, okay, I am putting $400 on the Miami Dolphins. Oh, going to Miami. And just like that, I'm rooting for the Patriots. Of all the bets, yeah, to, and, put, to put the most and money icing on the cake, I'm picking the Dolphins to win the game, 27-24. I, I, I don't see it right now. I'm just sorry. Bill's only capable of so much. I might be wrong on them. Like I wanted to pick the Patriots because of everything, but like I know when I self-evaluated picks that I've been wrong on the last few weeks, I went with this like gut bullshit. Instead of just going, wait, I always thought they were the better team. Why didn't you pick that damn team? So, fuck my gut. I'm going with my studies, and Miami's better. I'm picking I have one more stat. Yeah. There is a stat called DIAC, which is defensive yards after contact. Okay. Pretty much what it says, when I hit you, how many more yards are you getting? Right. It really means how many tackles are you missing, right. and then which teams are the most sure. Yeah. The Patriots rank in DIAC at this point of the year is what? I'm going to say last. I mean, 32nd in the NFL. Yeah, right. No team is missing more tackles than the Patriots. They're slow. And against the Dolphins, that could be an issue. Uh, exactly right. I will say this from a better's perspective the fact that my competitor is putting his most money, possibly, yeah. on the most reliable team to bet on in the last two decades yep. gives me a little, a little bit. I know. But I at the you. same point, man, I, I can't make these left co locks. I can't go. Wow, you're a sicko. <laughs> All right, guys, moving on. I just on. can't I can't hang my hat on New England right now. I just can't do it. Like my football their pass defense sucks, their run defense sucks. I mean it all sucks. So I looked at the Patriots schedule from last year and I go, what is the game where it all flipped, right? Where they, they beat the Texans, they outlast them, then they, they lose to the Panthers. Then they outlast the Bucks and they outlast the Jets. And then it was that Sunday night Falcons game where that was the game where I felt like they went in there and flipped it. Yeah. And I'm looking at their calendar. I believe October 4th, is that a Sunday? Yeah. Sunday night against the Colts. and then, Oh, no, that's a Thursday night against the Colts. I don't think they're going to be right by then. I think it's then the next Sunday night hosting Kansas City. Right. I think they were right last year. We're not. You're just not giving them credit from the – Kansas City was good. 
So with the Carolina Panthers, they went to the freaking and the playoffs. Texans with Deshaun this, Watson. This team this year, I, I want to go. Okay, you beat the crappy Texans who haven't played a good game yet. You know what I mean? That's I where just, I just I just not, I will it. never. I know. I will never be on camera saying the Patriots dynasty is dead. I'm you not will saying not it's dead. fucking find me ever saying that. No. And we can run this back in eight weeks when they're like three and five. But I'm just saying right now. I, I am not being one of those people. All right, guys. Next game here, Philadelphia at Tennessee. Spread this game. We just heard Rodney McLeod's out. Philadelphia minus three. Eagles coming off a 20-16 to 16 win over the Colts. Titans coming off a 9-6 to 6 win over Jacksonville. Sims, we're going to start with you in this game. Philadelphia minus three. Okay, Philadelphia minus three. I am going to bet $40, Josh. Hold on. Oh, yeah, it is minus three. The line now in Vegas is up to uh, minus four. Whoa. Big offseason. Big offseason. Big, off big well, spread I mean, season. if you guys understood how yeah. betting works, it's no, kind of I a don't. big deal. Oh, I, I know how it works, Lefko. <sighs> All right, so what are you doing? Um, I'm picking the Philadelphia Eagles. Correct. For $40. Correct. It's actually a peregrine falcon. I don't even fucking know what a Titan is, but you're not going to kill an eagle. I know that. Not with your sword. You can't throw it up there. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know, man. They could be have one of those Thor swords. No, I don't think they're a natural. Say that throw. Three I think, times I think fast. it's Blake Bortles throwing the sword, and it's not going to be accurate. Say three times so. fast. Thor sword. Thor sword. Thor sword. Thor sword. Nice. Yeah. All right. So what's your analysis? Okay, my analysis is this: this matchup does scare me. Okay, that's why I'm betting only forty dollars. I'm picking the Eagles to win the game twenty-one to seventeen. I think these are the things that concern me right off the bat. I'm scared for the Eagles' offense, especially their pass game. It's, it's gonna, it scares me against this bunch. Tennessee, um, not only we've talked about the secondary being talented, but they are the type of team that can play percentages as far as what you're doing on the offensive pass game and drop people in the right area. And I think at times your passing offense is a little predictable about where people are. It's on Carson Wentz to make the big plays, which I think he can he can do, obviously, because I'm, I'm picking them to win the game. Um, but the Titans' run defense is really what scares me, and I think that's going to be the big thing to watch for the game, right? Can the Eagles dominate the line of scrimmage in the run game? If they can, they're going to put them in prime position to win the football game, and maybe they win by more than four or five or whatever it may be. But if it's like, damn, the run game's kind of inconsistent, I think this game could end up being an absolute nail-biter. Um, I think that the Titans offense, I expect Mariota to be a little bit better, certainly. The Titans should not be able to run the ball, but I think they could have some success passing the ball to a degree with tricks, as aggressive as your defense is at times. Um, but I think when I just all comes down to it, I, I, I'm picking, I'm picking, it's a close one, but I'm picking the Eagles and Carson Wentz just because it's Carson Wentz and I don't trust Mariota in this type of football game. Did you hear how uncertain he was. I did, yes. Did you hear all of the things he said that probably should have led him to picking the Tennessee Titans? I did hear all of that, yes. I just, and I wrote one thing, too. Just sorry. I wrote, Eagles pass the not great, but I don't think the Titans are going to be able to take advantage of enough to overcome it. Injury-wise, yeah. Jack, Jack Conklin could be back on Sunday. Philadelphia, Alshon Jeffrey is cleared. Not sure if he's playing. Right. Ajay and Sproles are day-to-day. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they play. And as I mentioned before, Ronnie McLeod, the center fielder on that defense, is out. Yep. I am betting $100 on the Tennessee Titans. Now you will bow down to me. You will stand there and understand my strength. 
the Titans are back. No. Sit down, creation. I made you. That was a good one, Nick. That was a good one. Um, Here's why that is a bad pick. It is a bad pick because the Eagles have the better quarterback. The Eagles have the better O-line. The Eagles have the better D-line. And the Eagles as a whole are a better team. Mm -hmm. That's why it's a bad pick. Here's why it's a good pick. There is not a single player on the Eagles other than maybe Aguilar that could go deep. And I mean like take a short pass and go deep because what you said earlier, this could be a nail biter. Yeah. If it's a nail biter, I'm taking the home team plus three points. I get the home team with a good field goal kicker Mm -hmm. and you're giving me three points. If it's a nail biter, then I want the three points. Okay. There's a few I guys. I want Carson Wentz. I get it. Yeah. I took look. That's you know, that, I get yeah. it. In their last eight games at home, the Titans are seven and one. Hmm. This is this is turned into a home field advantage out of nowhere. Yeah. In the last four years, the Eagles have been a favorite of three or more points on the road nine times. They are three and six. They are two and seven against the spread, including. The, this week two against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. As an Eagles fan, I have seen many times the Eagles being favored, going into a road game, and letting a team hanging around with them for two, three quarters. Yep. What I saw last week against the Colts is what the Eagles season is going to be. It is going to be a grinder where their defense doesn't let you score in the red zone, which is they've done all year, and it's Carson Wentz putting together – 15 play drives, 17 play drives. Just like I'm afraid of the Bucks' inability to put together a drive and the reliance on the deep ball, I'm afraid of the Eagles' inability to score from 30 yards out, Yeah, 40 I, yards out. I, I don't see that mm-hmm. right now. And the problem is, is oh, these 15-yard drives are great, yeah. but they're ending in field goals. And I don't see the game player. They, they lost Mike Wallace. He was replacing Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith was their deep shot guy. Yeah. They don't have that right now. Not really. And because of that, it's going to be a close game. So I'm going with the home team that's good at home with the points. Right. All right, guys. Next. What, how do you feel after I said all that? No, I I, I mean, I think this was a, a game that I would never bet on. I just, ever. I would never bet on. Uh, my, my thing with, I think they're going to be better in the red zone this week, though. Remember when I texted you last week, like, red zone not perfect like right. tough for Carson Wentz in your first game that's back that's tough your first game back that's where he is magical i just couldn't when it all came down to it i mean you're going to bet a mario over carson wentz i just Wentz's. can't trust that pass offense right now that's i get it me. i think my my one thing will be uh will the titans get pressure because the colts got some pressure on carson wentz yes and you've been every time i listen to you talking about tennessee You've been very impressed with their pass rush. Yeah. I'm just curious how it's going to be. Me too. Next game on the early slate here, guys. 0-3 Houston, desperate, on the road, going to visit the Colts in Indianapolis. This game is a pick for us. Wow. Lefko, we'll go to you first on yeah, this Yeah, let me one. just see if the, the odds have changed. I think it's it up to It currently is the Colts are favored by one. Okay. Injuries. Yeah. Bruce Ellington quietly put on IR. So now Houston's looking at... Um, Will Fuller, yeah. who himself is, you never know what's going to happen to him week to week, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Their slot guy is Kiki Kuti. Yeah. Uh, 
what? Yeah, uh, I mean, and I, and I, can, I don't even know. I can't I don't know what to say to you about him. So it's, it's scary just, for right, Indy. Right. Jack Doyle is out again. Right. Eric Ebron is questionable. We know how much tight ends matter. Do you know who else is questionable? And they missed practice. Right. Both starting safeties: Malik Hooker, Clayton Gathers. Mm-hmm. It's enormous, yeah. especially against a team that has Will Fuller. Yep. Just to be real, because Will Fuller still makes plays. Costanzo again missed practice. I am going to be putting $100 on the Colts. Where the hell is Coty from, that kid? $100 on the Colts? $100 on the Colts. Do that. Let me tell you. That Colts right there, that Colts going to make my farm a lot of money. You ever seen the movie War Horse? I can plow a field with that Colt. Come over here, little horsey. Come over here. Mm, do you see the mane? I do see that. Do you see the legs? Yes. That's a hell of a horse. Oh, no, stop talking there, Colty. All right. Here's the reason why it's a dumb pick. There's a lot of injuries on the Colts, and the Houston Texans have an explosive offense that began to show itself in the second half of last week, and J.J. Watt had three sacks in the second half, and it could click at any time, and if there's one team that's more desperate, it's the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien's butt is as tight as what? I'm not going to answer that question, and I will ask you to continue your analysis. It's as tight as... Cameron's butt and Ferris Bueller where you could stick a lump of coal up yes. and pull out Perfect. a diamond. Perfect. Good job. Thank well you. done. Here's the reason why it's great. Nice job, Sims. The Texans have lost how many games in a row, Sims? What Three. is the No. Oh, nine. nine from last year. They've about. lost nine in a right. row. Right. Do you know what the record is against the spread in those nine games? Because again, you could lose the game but still cover the spread. Yeah. One and eight. Wow. In their last twelve, one and eleven. Man. So this is a team that's not just losing. They're losing bad. Right. Also, Indy, one of the themes of this week is there are certain teams that just run through their division. In their last eight, 11 games against Houston, Indy is one eight of them. Indy against the AFC South, they just have their number. Mm-hmm. I said this after the game on Sunday. Indy is a well-coached team. Indy is a team with a good interior offensive line. And, yeah, they get beat sometimes, but Andrew Luck kind of has time back there. Yeah, Marlon Mack may be back. Uh, I like the way that their team looks. They really did have the ball deep in the Eagle zone. They just couldn't punch it in. Yes. And I like some of the athletes on their defense. I like Indy as a football team, mm-hmm. and I'm done betting on Houston. Yeah. I just don't want to lie. And if it's a pick em, and I don't even have to give away points. Yeah. I'm going to go with Indy. Yeah. $10 in the Colts. Okay. I'm taking the Colts to win the game 23 to 20. It's a pick 'em. Nikki G's giving you the sound effects no matter how much you bet this I, I know. I like it. Thank yeah. you, Nikki G. I was not expecting that. Uh, I'm picking them. They're at home. It's Andrew Luck, and I have no faith in the Texans. Yeah, the Texans, they come around every week in the second half. Yes. That's what they are right now. So I don't trust them for four quarters of football. No, no, keep going. I want to ask you a question after So I think that's one thing I look at. Uh, I just got to see it to believe it with the Texans more than anything. I do think the Colts' D is sneaky good. They don't beat themselves. They usually have a pretty good game plan. Uh, There's a few creative blitzes on a weekly basis that I go, oh, okay. Um, And let me just see what else I wrote there. Uh, and you know, I, I think the Texans D okay. The pass rush 
has not been anything. I understand J.J. Watt is coming along, and he's a force. Like, there's no – he's close to being back in, like, an absolute game wrecker. Um, but I, I don't trust anybody in the back end for the Houston Texans either. either. I think that's the other thing that scares me. And, and They've the had Colts, a lot of injuries. I know, and the Colts don't have anything special on the offensive side of the ball other than T.Y. Hilton. But I think they still have enough between Andrew Luck, the decently creative offense, the tight end play, and – they're they got at good home. screens too, and I'm not just I'm just not going to trust the Houston Texans in this game. That's why I'm betting ten dollars. The Texans are a desperate football team, who I do think are slightly more talented. Yes, but I'm picking the Colts at home. My prediction is that Naheem yeah. Hines has a long touchdown this week. I don't know why I'm saying that. My question for you is this: There are two teams this year that I wish they were playing in each other because I'd love to make a bet. Yeah, the Raiders always start off strong and always die out in the second half. Right. The Texans always start off bad and always come forward in the second half. Yes. Texans' perspective. Is Bill O'Brien being outcoached during the week and is a better adjuster? Uh, yeah, I, I have not been impressed with really an overall game plan when at you all see to start team, the game. Yeah, so right. you, or is he just a really good adjuster? Yeah, he's a good adjuster. Uh to a degree, it's not mind-blowing. He's pretty stubborn in what he wants to do in the first half of a football game. And then mm. they've been so, you know, just inadequate at moving the ball or doing anything consistently that he comes out in the second half and they have a different approach altogether. Yeah. Uh, I, I Their offensive line is an issue. The kid left tackle, Rankins, is a big-time issue. That scares me. I don't think they're ever going to be this consistently scary run team. Yes. And I'm just – got to see Watson perform for four quarters. He makes a dumb – dumb mistake or two every week. I just want to say this really quick. Yeah. One of my big things about the Colts the last two years, no team has entered the fourth quarter more with a lead and then blown it. Right. Think about the construct of the way these two teams play. Mm-hmm. I would totally not be surprised if the fourth quarter the Colts are up 21-10 and then here comes Watson. Will the Colts be able to hold on? I think they will, especially because it's at home. Yeah, I do. I think home's a big thing. All right, guys. Next game on the early slate here, Buffalo Bills at the Green Bay Packers. Buffalo coming off a 27-6 win over the Vikings last week. Green Bay 1-1-1 after losing to Washington in Week 3. Green Bay a 10.5 point favorite in this game. Lefko, we'll start with you for this one. Okay, first I want to hammer home how crazy last week was. When, when they won over the Vikings, the Bills became the first team since 1995, that's 23 years, to win a game where they were underdogs of 17 or more. Right. They're the first team in 23 years. So what we saw last week was crazy, injury-wise. LaShawn McCoy has come out in the media and said, I will play. Granted, he's been wearing a non-contact jersey at practice, but he's still going to play. Right. Jimmy Graham didn't practice. For Green Bay, Muhammad Wilkerson out for the year. For a team that only had three good defensive linemen, and I don't want to say that, I want to say big defensive linemen yes. that were impactful, right. losing 33% of that yep. is a big deal. Brian Balaga was limited in practice this week. He only played 28 snaps against Washington. Mm-hmm. So he started the game, yeah. but he didn't play the whole game, and it probably led to Rodgers having to run more on a bum knee. I am going to be putting $100 on Green Bay minus 10 and a half. Okay. Here is why that is stupid. Their last five home games against teams from the AFC against the spread, Green Bay is one and four. Okay. Here is why it's smart. Buffalo hasn't won in Green Bay since 1991. 
That's one. In their last eight September home games against the spread, Green Bay is six and two. But here's the one that really hammered it home for me. Since Rodgers took over, Green Bay has been favored by 10 or more points 23 times. Straight up, they've won 21 of them. Mm. So when they're favored by a lot, Rodgers gets the win. Right. Against the spread, though, it's a freaking coin flip. Yeah. 12 and 10. 10 and a half points is a lot. I just came through and I went, what's more likely? Buffalo goes on the run road, gets a huge emotional win with a rookie quarterback, and then the next week battles it close with another team? Or do their emotions somewhat subside and they collapse a little bit? And that Aaron Rodgers, after you came away, this is a pick solely based off of your reads. Mm -hmm. You left the Buffalo game and went, they still suck. They still captured two turnovers by Kirk Cousins in their own zone, and they built on that, and I still don't expect them to be good. And the other side, you went, Green Bay had so many opportunities against Washington, and they let it slip. Right. When I see a team that just lost, and they should have won, and a team that had an emotional win, I think Green Bay covers 10.5. Yeah, um, okay. I'm with you there, totally. Uh, I I think that I look at it like this. I think this game can be somewhat close for a little while. Josh, I'm going to put $100 on the Green Bay Packers. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Uh, I like the Packers to win this game 27-14, something like that. I do think that the Bills are – the Bills' defense, McDermott is going to be all over this offense of Green Bay. He's just too smart. It has too many – uh, tells in their offensive scheme as is. So he's going to have the right people in the right areas. They don't play man a whole lot, but we've always talked about it. He's a master when he can kind of figure out your passing scheme of where to drop the people in the right way. Only thing I'll say of this, the Packers have a good enough short passing game, and it's Aaron Rodgers, to where I think he'll still be able to be surgical into some of these quick zone windows. I think that'll keep him going. So the other matchup I look at, uh, Petten, Dayball. It's New England versus the Jets back in the day. It's a little bit of a, you know, Petten understands what Dayball wants to do on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, he understands the base scheme of that offense in general. Added to the fact that he has really nothing to worry about on the edge of that team as far as a receiver or anything scary. I do like, I'll tell you who I do like. So you like Petten more than Zimmer. I, I, I like, hey. yeah, I like Petten more than I'm saying, uh, um, well, I'm Mike saying Zimmer ball. couldn't do it. Done, get it done. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, D- Zimmer again is up against him right. two turnovers. I and the fact, that, and the fact that I do think that the Packers defense is going to look at it and go, "Well, we can't let this kid run around like this either." So they'll be a little more conscious than Minnesota was on third down with their double A gap guys who then couldn't get out of the pocket. Do you think know? Clay Matthews gets another roughing the passer? Gosh, I hope not. I think this is the week it will change. I think the NFL has took enough crap and the f- officials are hearing that. To where I also they're think be... Josh Allen is huge. Right. Remember what I said? Yeah. Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins might get the calls. Josh Allen might not because he's big. Yes. Uh, all right. So, wait. There was another guy I want to talk about, and I'm, I got to pull. Oh, the kid. I'll tell you the one kid to watch out for on, on the Bills that could be dangerous as far as a downfield threat. If they play man-to-man and they play this kid number 16, Robert Foster, too many times, rookie from Alabama, just watch out. He is one guy on their team that can run by people. And Josh Allen can throw the ball like the guy from Napoleon Dynamite literally over the Montana mountains. Um, 
But I did think Ro- did Robert Foster have any like targets last he week? He did. He had some big targets. He got PI, and I don't know if he had an actual catch, but he was behind Minnesota deep, two deep different times. I know, so that could be deep. one. Let me just see if he Should did we have pick any. him up. Timo Del Rogers. No. Yeah, he had two there. targets, but he didn't get any catches. Okay. Uh, but either way, I think that was the end of my evaluation there. I just think the Packers have enough of a short passing. I can see this game being like 20 to 14. Rodgers brings them down on one more surgical drive to put it away with four minutes left in the game, and they win 27 14. All right, guys, next game here, we're going Detroit at Dallas. Two one and two teams here. Spread for this game Cowboys minus three and a half. Sims, we're going to start with you on this one. Cowboys oh. minus three and a half. Okay, let me get to my notes here. Pull up the teams. Pull, pull up the teams. teams. Pull up the teams. Pull up the notes. Yeah, pull up the teams. Oh, where the hell is You're this? You're all one? out of order this week. What I know. You do? Well, I followed the NFL Jesus schedule. Yeah, that's a mistake. So that's where Look I'm at your emails. Follow all right, here we go. I am betting $100, Joshua, on the Detroit Lions, okay? I want some dumb cowboys. Stop shooting animals that are endangered. Thank you. Good clarification. Thank you. All right, so this is I have I don't know what to say about this game. There is so many things where there's questions in this game, I guess to me a little bit. Okay. Lions de- run defense. It's the worst in football, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. I know, and they had success running against Seattle. I know, I know they did. But I, I also look at, I look at Detroit, and I think they might have figured out their defense last week. So I am going to play the fact that the way they looked with Ashawn Robinson and his second game playing in this new scheme with Patricia because he wasn't even active for Game One against uh, the New York Jets. Deshaun Hand in the middle. Um, our man Jared Davis, I think that they truly might have figured out this defense to a degree. Do I think the Cowboys will run on, the, run on them? Yes, but I don't think it's going to be a free-for-all where they're just going to run them over. I think the front seven from Detroit's a little better than I gave it credit for. Okay? Now, uh, the Jets of 49ers, they did run the ball. On, on, all I know, over them. All over them, right. And, and the, even in the 49er game, there were some good moments of, damn, they're doing okay against Kyle's run scheme, and then Brita found a scheme, uh, a, a, seam. A, a little seam and broke it. But the other thing that I think I have to take into account here is when they played those teams, now the Jets game was a little different because they got in the hole so early, but they had to actually worry about people in the pass game, and they actually had to worry about a pass scheme that was like mm. dangerous. There ain't shit to worry about here with the Dallas Cowboys pass scheme. So that's going to take less of the pressure off this Detroit defense to where they can go, huh, we can put a few more eggs in the stop-the-run basket. So I just don't trust that. Now, the Dallas D-line, the Dallas defense, it's very good. It really is. I don't think the Dallas D-line is going to be able to ruin this football game like they ruin most football games. And I do think that this Detroit D- offensive run game is going to continue because I think Matt Patricia wants it to continue. He wants to play this style of football. And we saw that Chris Carson had a little running ability last week behind Seattle. So I think they're going to be able to run the ball enough to where I think this is a very ugly football game, and I'm going to pick Detroit to win the game 17-14 straight up. Ezekiel Ansa missed practice. He's also missed the last two yeah. games. Sean, What's, what was his status? Uh, he missed practice. I know, but it was a questionable. Is there any status He's tag to questionable. it? He's questionable. Yeah. Uh, Sean Lee is out. Uh, I am putting $100 on Detroit, and I think they're winning too. Hmm. Here's why we're wrong. We are wrong because since Dak has started, when the Cowboys are favored by three or more, they're eight and two. 
In their last eight games as favorites, the Cowboys are 7-1 straight up. Mm. Here's why we're right. Right. In the last five games, Dallas has averaged less than 12 points per game. Yes. Okay? Right. Also, since 2015, and the main reason I'm picking Detroit, the Cowboys without Sean Lee are 1-7. and seven. Yeah. We've, We talked about this every year. When Sean Lee's not there, that defense falls off a cliff. Probably why they drafted Leighton Van Der Esch. Probably why they have a lot of hopes on Jalen Smith. Yeah. I look at this, and my biggest fear is, it's Zeke, it's Zeke, it's Zeke. I, I am afraid of Matt Stafford on the road. I'm a lot happier that he's in a dome. Something about him in a dome. Yeah. They have a good secondary in Dallas, but there's a lot of good weapons on this Detroit offense that I think I expect those receivers crossing up yep. right where Sean Lee should be. And I just think when there's no threat of a passing attack, I look at the big guys in the middle for, for Detroit, the two uh, Alabama guys, yeah. Hand, Hand and, and Robinson. A'shaun Robinson, right. and it's speed at linebacker. Yeah. I just have to hope that they don't get pushed over, but three and a half? I, I think know. Detroit's a better football team than them. I, I, I do, too. I am trying to remove the week one from my brain. Yes, right. The Jets game, the Jets aren't that team anymore, and Detroit's not that team anymore. But Detroit against San Francisco, they were a freight train in the second half yes, on offense. Right. And the defense got it done. And against New England, they were, I mean... It was only close because it was New England, and New England does an amazing job of mitigating losses. Right. They're great at going, no, we're going to take a timeout here. We're going to scheme something up here. I think Detroit wins this game, and I think the Cowboys are in free fall. I'm with you. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. Next game on the 1 o'clock slate here, Tampa Bay visiting Chicago. Uh, Tampa Bay on the short week after this is a, tough a Monday night football loss to the Steelers. Bears coming off a close win against the Cardinals last week, 16-14. to And the spread for this game that we have, Chicago minus 1.5. This line has moved to 3, but Chicago minus 1.5. It's moved to Chicago minus 3? Uh, correct, yes. Wow. Uh, all right, injuries. Uh, Chicago. He's picking the bear. He's picking the Bucks. Amukamara and Marcus Cooper Senior did not practice Wednesday. We yeah. have injured corners for Chicago. Obviously, you who was saw the other one besides Amukamara? Marcus Cooper. Marcus Cooper. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay. You know that Chris Conti is on IR. That means three rookie defensive backs are now starting for the Bucks. Right. right? And Hargraves is out. All that stuff. Brent Grimes is banged up. Bo Allen is out. Vita Vea is still not practicing fully, and Gerald McCoy right now has a biceps injury, and Doxon is limited in practice for the Bucks. Mm. I went back and forth on this a million times, and I settled on Chicago for $100. Josh, uh, last year... <laughs> Sounds just like a lion. It does not. No, it does not. Last year, the Bucks embarrassed the Bears, but that was also Mike Glennon's Bears, twenty-nine to seven. The last ten road games for the Bucks, they are two and eight. This is, in my mind, the first real road test for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, there's something about a road team in New Orleans where I go, it's it, the the New Orleans Saints aren't that good in New Orleans, 
And when you're in a dome, it's tough. So this is outside Soldier Field, and I think we're going to see a little bit of the first half Ryan Fitzpatrick. However, with those corner injuries, I could totally see them going out. Here's why I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong because I have no faith in Mitchell Trubisky right. outside of the first two drives of the first half and then the second half. Uh, that the Tampa Bay Bucks could score at any moment and put a lot of pressure on an offense that I don't have faith in against a Bucks D line that I think is actually been very, very good. Yeah. The reason that I'm going with Chicago, I think that they're a team that probably got their ass ripped all week after their performance against Arizona, and they're facing a Bucks team that just played on Monday night that probably is exhausted. There's a distraction with Jameis Winston in there, and they're going to a Chicago defense that if there's one guy that I have faith in to make the Bears, the Bucks run the ball, it's Vic Fangio. And I, I, I like the Bears. I think they're the better football team. Yeah, uh, I'm going $100 on the Bears as well, Josh. Roar! Me want! Buccaneers! Roar! Roar! Fuck your eye patch. Gonna swallow that shit too. Okay, here we go. Boom. Don't shoot a bear with a cannon. That's mean. I feel like there's definitely a video of that online. Like a like an old a circus bear, of yeah, a okay. bear taking a cannon to the chest. Your okay. thoughts on the game. Sense. I'm picking Bears to win this game 24 to 20. Uh, the first thing is, this is the best team the Bucks have played this year as a whole. I'm saying that, yeah. I, Better I think, than Pittsburgh. Yeah. Better than the Saints. I do. I'm saying right now, as far as the way they're playing, I do Better think... Better than the Eagles. Yeah, I am. As wow. far as everything together, yes. Your Eagles offense was struggling at that time. Foles. Yep. I, I think the Bears defense is certainly the best defense they've played. I think That's it, for sure. That's It's going to give it its hardest time. And when Vic Fangio, their run defense is good as is, but when they don't have to worry about stopping the run at all then watch out. And this is a team that doesn't live in man-to-man either way, so I don't think you have to worry about that too much, Lefko, as far as like the matchups down the field. They're, they're a they're a sometimes will throw you off by playing man-to-man type of football team, right? And the kid Callahan's a pretty good corner. I think he'll be the one that probably fills in uh, for a Mukamara. Um, so that would be my, my two cents there. Now, to the other side of the ball, the Bucks defense... It's not good. And I understand the Bears' defense hasn't been perfect yet. Our offense hasn't been perfect yet. But there's things I like about the Bears' offense still. I think Mitchell Trubisky will come come around. I don't think this is a thing where I look at it and go, oh, he's really the issue with the team. He's had a few dumb moments. I'm not going to deny that. But I still think with their scheme, this is the best run team that they've played yet to this degree. Because the but the but this is a legit 100%. downhill run football team. Kamara right now. with the Saints is not a downhill running no, team. No, and the they were Eagles, still fine. The Eagles themselves. were. They, uh, Ajayi got hurt in the game. They right. were having to put out Smallwood and all that and stuff. Pittsburgh that, didn't even try to run. No, they didn't you know? have to. Right. So I, I just look at it from that to where they're also going to be able to I think control the clock. I think Trubisky, like I'm saying, will come around and continue and play smarter football. They win that game last week by 17 points if they don't just dig themselves into the hole early on. And uh, I'm going with the Bears because of that. All right, guys. Next game here. Hold on, Josh. What do you got? You know what's about to happen? What's about to happen? Oh, the alarm's up. Ryan Fitzpatrick's about to turn back into a pumpkin. We've all been... It's all been a ruse. It's over. Look at this guy. Oh, that was funny. That was good. Good 
Cincinnati at Atlanta. Next game here. Bengals oh, two and this one. Is another game. That's yeah, this is a tough nuts. one. Bengals are two and one, or the Bengals. If you are Chris Sims after losing the Panthers no, in week Bangles. three. Bengals. Sorry. Uh, Falcons are one and two after a 43-37 loss to the Saints last week. Spread in this game. Atlanta minus five and a half. Sims, you can start. Okay. All right. So uh, for this football game, that was a good joke, Lefko. I am going to place a hundred dollars on the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> how dare you is that nevis uh, seriously how dare you do that to a bengal they're a fierce animal and they're roaming wild all over the city of cincinnati and eating chili and spaghetti <laughs> yes <laughs> um, okay so my big thing is the bengals bengals are a good football team they're not a horrible football team but i have questions about them the atlanta falcons the only, they're a good football team as well. I mean, they've got two tough losses and two tough football games that could have gone either way, really. Uh, I am worried I am worried about the Atlanta Falcons secondary a little bit. Oh, I mean, you think? Yeah, I mean, those two safeties going down, that, that's Ricardo an issue. Ricardo Allen and Keanu Neal Ooh, so and I, Deion Jones. Yeah, I, I worry about all that. I really do. Um, I think the big thing with me, with the Cincinnati Bengals, is I just don't trust them. I don't trust Andy Dalton on the road. Mm. I still think there's enough of a pass rush and speed in that front seven to Atlanta to disrupt what the Bengals want. Or, uh, yes, what the Bengals want to do offensively. And I think my biggest thing here, and I think that the Falcons are going to win this game. I just don't think the five and a half points is a little much. The Falcons, Falcons are going to be. And the Bengals are going to be somewhat desperate, but so are the Falcons. I think this is a close football game, but I think the really the big difference for me is the Falcons' offense in this matchup. You know, Cincinnati, the way they got run on last week, and I know the Falcons didn't run the ball all that well themselves last week, but I, I, I just think the Falcons are going to be able to move the ball in the Cincinnati defense. I think. Wait, this, who are you picking, though? I, I picked them to cover the spread, but I'm picking the Falcons to win the football game 31-28. to 28. I, I think it will totally go back and that. forth like that. I'm just going to put my, really, in a close football game that's a coin flip, I'm going to go with Matty Ice because Matty Ice has balled out the last few weeks. And Calvin Ridley has showed me that you I don't care who you are. You better be careful playing him man-to-man. And now they have two guys like that. So that's why I go there. Uh, injuries. A.J. Green did not play the second half against Carolina. Yeah. He has said he's ready to go. Right. Marvin he Lewis has said he's ready to go. Hip, right? Yeah, he was banged up. But right. that's probably why the Bengals' offense fell off a map. It did. Uh, some good signs for them. Signs are saying it's close to returning for Joe Mixon and center Billy Price, which is a different dynamic for that Bengals team. Atlanta, banged up. Ricardo Allen out. You already mentioned. You already know about Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. Kazee, Justin Bethel, and Brian Poole are all banged up. They're all on the injury report for Atlanta. So it's there are guys that are out, and their replacements are all banged up and questionable. Right. Um, Devontae Freeman took part in the walkthrough this week, which is great for the Odell Rogers fantasy team. We'll see how he plays. I am going to be putting $100 on the Bengals, plus five and a half. Here is why that is stupid. Against the NFC since 2016, this includes last week against the Panthers, the Bengals are 2-5-1. and They do not have a good record against the NFC. Here's why it's smart. Falcons in their last six against the AFC, one and five straight up, zero oh and six against the spread, and they were favorites in five of those six. Mm. So they were favorites in five of six games against the AFC, won one of them, beat none of them against the spread. Under Dan Quinn, when the Falcons are favored by five or more, 
There's been 17 games. They're 5-12 and 12 against the spread. I look at this team and go, Matt Ryan has been balling, but how have they gotten their big plays? Philadelphia, deep throws to Julio Jones. Second week, Carolina, a few more deep throws to Julio Jones. New Orleans, man, they were all deep throws. Cincinnati has the corners where if that ball goes up, I have just as much faith in Drake Kirkpatrick as I do Calvin Ridley, Mm -hmm. if I'm putting that out there. Yeah, I hear you. I also go, ooh, Carolina's pass rush on a fast turf? Sign me up. That sounds great. The D lineman getting a run side to side, I really like a lot. Yeah. I am a little Did bit you of say Carolina. No, I meant Cincinnati. Okay. Sorry. The the Cincinnati offense. I saw Andy Dalton in a dome against Indy. I like the way it looked. Yeah. I kind of like the way it's going to look in Atlanta. I think that Atlanta uh, had familiarity with New Orleans, and I think they had familiarity with Carolina, two NFC South teams. Mm-hmm. This is an Atlanta team that last year blew a game against Buffalo and lost it early in the year. Blew a game against Miami early in the year. I think Atlanta beats up teams they know, and I think they lose to teams that they don't know. I like Cincinnati here, and I like. I think five and a half is too big. If it was Atlanta minus three, I'd think about it. I think five and a half team. I think Cincinnati's a more talented team. It is going to come down to, though, can Matt Ryan ball? I just think he's going to have to ball to win by three, not ball to win by seven. Uh, that's pretty much what I came down to as well. All right, guys, moving into the four. I didn't even plan to talk about Miami and Buffalo. It just popped in my head. But think about Atlanta. That's kind of who they are. They, I always say they dominate the NFC South. Yes, they do. And and Dan Quinn has gone from – they took Atlanta, I think, if I remember right, before Dan Quinn got there, they dominated matchups in which they faced teams that they never faced, and they lost their rivals. And now, now he's flipped, flipped it, around, which right. is a very Seattle Seahawks yes, thing to do, exactly which I'll bring right. up right. in this very next pick. Right. So moving on to the late games here, the late afternoon, Seattle visiting Arizona, Seahawks 1-2, and two, coming off a win against the Cowboys last week, Cardinals 0-3 oh after losing to the Bears. Seattle, a three-point favorite in this game. Lefko will go to Two you first. notable wide receiver injuries here. Seattle, Doug Baldwin back at practice. Pete Carroll feeling hope- hopeful he may play. Arizona, Larry's been battling a hamstring injury yeah. now for the last few weeks. And both of those guys, I expect to play because that's just who those guys are. Um, I am going to be going with Seattle for $100. I don't have a reason this is stupid. I just don't. I know it's Seattle on the road, and they're a much better team at home, and Seattle's not that good this year. Arizona has 20 points for the year. Yeah. Here we were talking about Dallas. Oh, they only average 12 a game. In three games, Arizona has 20 points. Mm -hmm. That game last week was given to them in a gift wrap, proflowers.com, promo code, 90% off. By the way, you get free chocolate-covered strawberries, and you also get a kiss at the door, and they still blew it. Yes. Last 11 NFC West road games for Seattle, they're 8-2-1 straight up. They're 7-3-1 against the spread. Seattle against their rivals, I love it. Michael Dixon is going to put the ball in the five-yard line, and here comes rookie quarterback Josh Rosen, and Seattle's going to be sitting there going, please throw it, please. I'm going Seattle straight up. Uh, I just, 
I just don't like the Arizona Cardinals, and I think the beginning of the year against their divisional opponents, I like Seattle. Yeah, I, I don't think this is rocket science. Um, this is $100 on the Seattle Seahawks. The we Car- a lot of similar bets I this mean, week. The Cardinals have the worst offense in football, and it's not even close. Like It's the worst. Josh Rosen's going to be a uh, help to this, but th- it's the worst. They're, so, yeah, I think they can move the ball a little bit because Seattle's defense is nothing special this year. But I think the other thing that scares me maybe more than that is the fact that the Cardinals can't stop the run. So that is what really scares me. And, and Seattle, Seattle came out last week and ran what thirty-two times, exactly with Chris Carson at thirty-two carries himself. So they ran wow. the ball even more than that, right? And it seemed like Wilson, Schottenheimer, and Carroll for the first time were on the same page of a tempo. This is That's what, all they talked about. I know. Well, it, it, I mean, it sounded like Pete Carroll was stopping them from running the ball the first two weeks. He kind of admitted that last week, leading up into the game. Seattle, Schottenheimer. The reason I thought they hired him is to run the football. He had the years they went to the AFC championship game with Mark Sanchez, who's no Russell Wilson. They were, I think, led the NFL in rushing one year. The other year, they were number five in football, running the football. So I think from that right there, and it is the Seattle Seahawks, and they still have Russell Wilson and a few other key pieces that I like, that, yes, I got to pick them to win this football game. I have them winning 24-17 on the road. We said all offseason. Yeah. I still have faith in the the Seahawks because Russell Wilson's their quarterback yep. and Pete Carroll's their coach. Right. And the defense, I think, has far exceeded everyone's expectations. Think about who they've played. Denver, on the road, in Denver, Von Miller, good defense. Yep. On the road, national television, Chicago, Khalil Mack, good defense. At home, Dallas, great defensive line, super underrated defense. Yes. And now they're playing Arizona. Right. Like, Can Arizona get their run game going? That's going to be the big thing. If they want to win the game, they got to have a steady dose of David Johnson. Arizona doesn't even know. Arizona's beyond not knowing their identity. They're schizophrenic, and they don't know which one to go to. Right. They got 10 different personalities. They stink at stopping the run, too, just to add that so you know that. They're, these are two of the worst run-stopping defenses in football. But I, I don't think it's going to matter as much for... I don't think so either. Yeah. All right, guys, moving on here. Next game. I think Frank Clark... That, this will be my bold prediction. Yeah. Frank Clark causes a turnover that puts... That, like, is a huge momentum shifter. He's going bold. Cleveland. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had to do bold predictions. You guys want to bring Thank that back? God. Cleveland at Oakland. Next game here. Browns 1-1-1 one, one, and one after Thursday night football against the Jets. Yes. Raiders 0-3 after losing to the Dolphins last week. This is a pick in Oakland. Lefko, we'll start with you. Do you know how disrespectful it is that a team that hasn't won a road game since 2015 is being called a pick The Browns have lost 22 road games in a row, and Vegas has them as three-point favorites. Yeah. That's so disrespectful. Yeah. Emmanuel Ogbo will play. All of a sudden, the Cleveland defensive line is going to be even crazier. Yes. Donald Penn and P.J. Hall, offensive tackle, defensive tackle, expected to play for Oakland. I am putting $100 on the Raiders. Second week in a row. (laughs) Just winning, baby. Second week in a row I'm going with the Raiders. Uh, the Browns in that 22-game losing streak are 6-15-1 against the spread. Here is the main reason I'm picking the Raiders, other than the fact that Cleveland has no idea how to handle themselves off of a win, and John Gruden is going, I'm 0-3, and if anything bad happens, I'm going to kill you. In the last 15 years, Sims, 
Yeah. Ten quarterbacks have been taken with the number one overall pick. How do you think they fared in their starts? Ten guys taken in the last 15 years with the number one pick in the draft, their first start. How does the team do? Ooh, I'm going to say it's like one and nine. Wrong. Oh and ten. Whoa. They're oh and ten straight up. Right. They're oh and ten against the spread. Right. Baker Mayfield would have to shatter a historic trend. I'm yes. going Raiders. All right, this is a tough one, okay? I'm betting $10 on this, okay? <laughs> and I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. Makes, I get it. The dog pound. <laughs> Not scared of you, Raiders. <laughs> um, okay, it is a tough one, and I wouldn't uh, expect anybody to bet on this football game um, because I think it's a total coin flip, and it can go any which direction. I think the big thing for me, more than anything, is the Browns are the better football team yes. uh, from top to bottom. Um, the Browns, both teams' run defense scares me a little bit, okay? Uh, to where I go, okay, that's one determining factor I can look at and go, hmm, what would you do here? All right, so w- what run offense do I like the most, okay? That's where I go, I think Cleveland's run offense is pretty damn good. I mean, they can run the ball. They can do different things. Also, to the fact that I think they're going to play an offensive style that the Raiders won't be ready for in week week four here. Because I think you're going to see a combination of Todd Haley, Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh offense with some under-the-center traditional runs, Baker Mayfield bootlegs and things like that because he can do those things that, that Ben couldn't do in a Todd Haley offense, and they didn't even try him. So I think that plays into their advantage too. You that, talked up Paul Gunther this week. I know. The Raiders play tough every week. Every week. They really do, and they're in the football game. And the common logic is to say that they're at home and they're desperate. I get that. I think the Browns are not going to be flying high over the fact that they finally won a football game. You I still think, think – so. I don't – just because they're the Browns and they've been shit on for you don't two think years straight. Baker Mayfield is the savior, and they finally got a win, and the Bud Light cases were Short open across the city. And, and Hugh Jackson has shown you that he really knows how to temper expectations. I, I, I get that. I'm I'm hoping Hugh they Jackson can... after a win probably gave out popsicles and says, "Take the day off. Proud of you guys." I don't know about all that. I still think they have Todd Haley and Greg Williams, okay? I do like Paul Gunther and the things he's done for that Raiders football team. But, damn, they can let up some big big plays, too. I know that. They do some things at times like, you know, having Marcus Gilchrist trying to cover Kenny Stills man-to-man on a 40-yard corner route for a touchdown. Like, sorry, you deserve to lose when you do stupid crap like that. I don't know what else to say to you there. The Raiders have found ways to mess up football games. Hey, this is I, I I don't my Wow, I just realized something. I went twenty three twenty Browns. All right. Twenty three twenty one Browns. I'm going Baker Mayfield has a beautiful game. Game winning drive. And Derek Carr to this point has been good for a dumb mistake in every football game. Here's my last thing I want to say. Yeah. There's a lot of people that talk to me about betting in game or betting halves. If I'm betting a half here, this is how I do this. Hmm. I'm betting the Raiders in the first half. And I'm betting the Browns in the second half. Browns down 21 to 7 to the Steelers. Come back, started slow. Saints losing the entire. No, no, no. They were up that game, but their offense was stagnant. Jets down 14 nothing. Come back. The Raiders always start fast, especially at home. The Browns thus far have started slow. I wanted to come after the Browns and go, what offensive lines have they faced as good as the Raiders? 
man, they faced Big Ben and the Steelers, Drew Brees and the Saints. Dude. Like they that let, They're lot, letting up 17 points a game. It makes me think more about investing or in the 19. Browns' defense later in the year. Yeah. I just think that the Raiders are so desperate and I think when you're playing a team like the Browns, who still are a moniker of losing, it's only going to motivate you more like, screw these guys. But I'm glad we're spread I'm glad that you have your money with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I only put $10 of it. All right, guys, next game. At least my team has a win and a tie. The New Orleans Saints <laughs> coming up to New York. To, this game's weird, too. Coming yeah. up to New York to visit the Giants. Saints coming off the win over the Falcons last week. Giants got their first win against the Texans. Lefko, we're going to start with you this game. Giants' Olivier Vernon limited practice on Wednesday. It's the first time he's even practiced in a month, so that's pretty good. Little note here, the Giants, they are tied for 31st in the NFL with four sacks. You need to get pressure on Drew Brees. New Orleans, Patrick Robinson's on the IR. Really bad for a team that already had issues in their secondary. Plays way too much man-to-man. And oh yeah, here comes Odell Beckham Jr. Everyone's saying Odell's starting slow. I'm not seeing it. Odell's still got like double-digit catches in two games this year. They're going to figure it out. I mean, if his quarterback threw him the ball in the first game a few times, he's going to break records. I, mean. I know that that one betting favorite is bet against Drew Brees outside on the road. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Okay. I'd like $100 on the Saints. In their last 20... 20- mm. Hey, folks. Hey, folks. <laughs> Uh, in the last 20 home underdog games, the Giants are 4-16. and 16. The Giants have a problem at September at home. 11, in the last 11 games at home in September, they're 4-7, and seven, and they're 2-9 and nine against the spread. They yep. just start slow. Yep. Following a win since 2016, the Saints are 13-6-1 against the spread. The number one team in the NFC, Sean Pete Payton, builds. You know, Sean, yeah. when they get a win, they go, let's get another one. Let's get another one. Um, I think that their offense, I, I think it is starting to click. I think that Sean is going to look at this Giants defense, and it's going to be Kamara on Ogletree. And I think Ogletree is going to not have a step. Uh, I just trust the Saints more, and I, all the trends of home and all that stuff lead me to take New Orleans. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, it, this is a, this is going to be a good football game. It's going to be a okay? great football game. I think it's close. I almost went big on this game, like big. You're going Giants. I am going Giants. I'm going Giants for a hundred dollars. Josh knows. I almost put four hundred. Let's go Giants! I love it, Nikki. Shove that saxophone up here, you know what, New Orleans. I love that. That actually got me really that was going. Good. Yeah, yeah. I remind you like of your childhood. Did, back actually, right I felt like I was sitting in section two thirty six right there in the mezzanine level, listening to some people go, "Your father sucks," but those were the good. I was just saying, I want to put whispers <laughs> in the background. Whispers of that. are like, Bill Sims, I mean, damn, fucking Bill. Bill. He won't. He can't. Why won't he throw the fucking football? Why is he sitting in the pocket all day? Um, because every receiver he has ran four nine. Um, okay. Um, Giants. Right. Giants. Okay. The first thing is the Saints' defense sucks. I mean, it sucks. What, what else is there to say? It's letting up thirty four points a game. Question. Yeah. Is it fair to say that last year was an aberration? 
It, it, Dennis Allen and the Saints defense sucked for three years before last year. Yeah, right. And last year, they were great. This is a little bit like Carson Palmer. Yeah. Carson Palmer was pretty average for three years, had the one good Arizona year, and we got clouded. Yeah. Is it possible to say that last year it was the be. aberration? It could be. Last year, I felt like they kept it very simple, and they were over-aggressive early in the year. And, and they Cam finally Jordan was incredible. Right. And they finally started to go, you know, we don't have to take all these chances. Right now, they're being every bit as aggressive still, which I don't understand. The D line is not as good. That's another thing too. There, it's okay I've if done you want. A good job today. You have done a good. Do you want to say something there? Go ahead. The only thing I was going to say is, yeah. are they possibly doing what you want the Chiefs to do? They know that their defense could be running to the ground, yeah. so instead, let's attack and get the ball back to Drew Brees because we know we can outscore you. They they, they could be. They are going to take the aggressive approach. It fits their personality. It definitely does. You're right. You don't want Drew Brees sitting over there all day, and I totally understand that. I think it's gone a little overboard with the aggressiveness, right? And, okay, if you're going to play that much man-to-man, this is the other reason they're not as good on defense this year. Marshawn Lattimore is not as good. I don't know other way to say it. Last no year, top five. He's, yeah, right. Like This year, I would not put him in the top five. Last year, Kenny Crawley was something to like at least be reckoned with. I mean, right now, he's burnt Ezekiel toast, okay? <laughs> and P.J. Williams is the same, the same way. They have issues there. And I don't think their defensive line can ruin the game enough on this Giants offensive line to where I'll feel good about the back end. Odell and Sterling Shepard against these two guys covering and then also having to worry about Saquon in the run game, like you're going to have to pay attention to that. You talked about the Giants only having four sacks. The Saints yeah. only got six on they, the year. That was why so, Matt Ryan had so much time in right. the pocket. It's, it's, it's really a thing this year. Now, flipping it around to the other side, hey, I think the Saints are going to move the ball too, and, and I hear you there. That Giant D-line still, I think the one thing they got for them is they're big as hell, and I would have a hard time thinking they're going to just run the ball on them. To, and to where yeah. well, Betcher, that's the thing is, I feel like their runs with Kamara are dump offs and screens. They, they are. They, I mean, they're fine. They're going to find their ways. But I do think because they can trust their big guys up front, that Betcher can be a little creative on the back end, and they can play enough man to man from time to time to keep you honest. Uh, what's Eli Apple status? What is it? Stand by. I don't yeah, know. Sorry. Question. I just want to make probably. sure. I think so. I think it was. I just want to make sure. Yep. But either way. Up. It, it is. I pick. I'm picking the Giants to win this game. What's I can't. Score? 34-28. Oh damn. Yeah, I think it's going to be a somewhat of a shootout. I really do, and I think the Giants are just going to be able to put more points on the board than the Saints. Apple practiced on Thursday today. Good sign for his week four status. Okay. All right. This is unrelated to football, but I'm very curious as to Sims' reaction to it. Uh, after 45 years and more than 1,000 fights, it looks like the Daniel Jacobs fight will be the last fight on HBO. Wow. They are giving up covering boxing Damn. on HBO. They uh, Apparently, it came out during a production meeting today. HBO is getting out of boxing. I'm only bringing this up because I know you're a huge boxing I fan. I am, and I love Jim Lampley and like Max Kellerman on HBO Boxing. I mean, so and I guess Showtime's going to take over everything? I guess so. I, I was a big fan of boxing after Dark on ESPN. Those were, those were my jams. Um, I just I worry about that sport. Dun, 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 dun. No, that's Showtime inside the NFL. <laughs> All right, guys, All right, moving on. One. Last game of the afternoon slate here. San Francisco headed down to L.A. to visit the Chargers. Spread in this game, Chargers minus 9.5. Lefko, we're going to go to you first here. Injuries. Keenan Allen didn't practice on Wednesday. Again, we're doing this on Thursday, so that could be uh, a deal there. Joey Bosa now saying he might be out until at least week eight. Yep. 
if you were to stack up the people that I dislike the most in the world, I'd say the Chargers medical staff is near the top. <laughs> Stop ruining great teams. That would be a fun segment. <laughs> Who does Lefko dislike most in the world? I might have it for Monday. I would say the number one person is the comment, the guy that comments under my girlfriend's pictures with your boyfriend sucks at picking games. <laughs> That's great. I don't know if that actually exists. I'm just guessing that yeah. he's out there. Uh, not, you want to talk about injuries? Holy crap. Jimmy G out for the year. Richard Sherman not playing. Starting safeties, Colbert and Tart, both questionable. By the way, Wednesday, Josh Garnett and Mike Person both, both missed practice. Right. And Breda, what is Breda? Questionable. I know. Because his that was nasty. I, I can't believe he actually was okay. I thought he tore his ACL. I am putting $100 on San Francisco. <laughs> I don't even know this song. This is when they were trying to imitate the Bears. 85 Niners. What does he say here? Dynamite. 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 Dynamite was a word used a lot in the 80s and didn't make it into the 90s and 2000s. Dynamite. You're right. Dynamite was used described a lot of stuff. And then probably some QC person came along and said, we don't want to talk about explosions. And Shanahan's nickname in Halo was Shanomite. <laughs> For real? Right Wait, time <laughs> So you're telling me that when you played Halo with Kyle yes. Shanahan at Texas, right. his user tag was Shanomite. Shanomite. Instead of Dynomite, it was Shanomite. <laughs> Wait, Shan- what was your user tag? Sensation. Oh You've been killed by Sensation. So you're telling me- and Sensation in the same Halo game together. Wow. That's yeah, incredible. Yep. Those are the good old days. Shanomite. Who was better at Halo? Me. I mean, I was the man. What was his favorite weapon? Uh, well, gosh, it depended on the Let board. me guess. He was really strategic. <laughs> Wait, he was way too strategic always. He tried to play Madden like it was real like oh that's a ripoff i ran that ball to the three technique that should work every time we were like dude it's a video game stop like what are you drawing out your first 15 over here like some dork coach Uh, you know so so he would get really upset he would really get into it yes yes so that was always fun whooping his butt in that that's Um, amazing all right i haven't gone yet oh so i'm going a hundred dollars on the niners here's why i'm wrong last five years when the chargers are favorites of nine or more points. It's happened five times. They're five and oh. Yeah. However, they're two and three against the spread. The reason I'm going with the Niners is they're used to this and they're really good at this. Right. They were underdogs of nine or more without Jimmy last year four times. They went 0 and four. Yeah. But, but they, they went the three. They went three and one against the spread. Right. The Niners were covering a lot of games last year during that losing streak with C.J. Beathard. Here's the other thing: there has been no quarterback that has thrown to the running backs more in the last decade than C.J. Beathard. Mm. The strength of the Niners team will be Beathard. It will be Juicy J. My issue with the Chargers is they get sloppy. And if there's one team that's going to make them look really, really sloppy, it's the Niners. I expect a lot of oh shits, a lot of OFs when the Niners are on offense. And I think nine and a half, honestly, I just don't trust the Chargers right now. Nothing about them. They have no home field advantage. I have one fear. My only fear for the Niners, other than the fact they don't have a starting quarterback and all that, is what's happening on Friday. 
Carter Five is released. I need Kyle Shanahan to come in with a big game plan, and my fear is that he's going to be listening to the new Lil Wayne album on repeat. Well, I think that you should wipe that fear away because it would only make him better. He's the kind of guy that could like literally put on the headphones and feel it, and then draw up a new offense. So you're telling me yes. that this weekend, Friday and Saturday, right. Kyle Shanahan will be in his office yes. bumping the new Lil Wayne Carter Five I album, would think so. sitting there going. I have the plan. I'm in Beautiful the zone. mind, chalkboards everywhere, right. Lil Wayne bumping, right. Chargers are screwed, I'm flipping it, Niners are winning outright, upsetting with C.J. Bethard, Lil Wayne, Carter 5, Niners win by 5. Are you really flipping that? Well, I mean, I already picked the Niners. Okay, you're picking the Niners to win the game outright? Now I am. Oh. By five, in honor of the Carter 5. <laughs> Sims, your breakdown on this game. Okay, I'm betting $100... On the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Talk about a letdown bet. San Diego. Chargers. You can't dance with a pick fork. That ain't gonna look right. 49ers use pitchforks? Isn't that what they are? What are no, those things? Are they, is it like a pickaxe? Pickaxe. Pickaxe. Yeah, pickaxe. pickaxe. That's what it is. Better right. song, the Niners song or that song? That oh, song. The Superchargers. That Niners yeah. song is, was. At was, the same point. It doesn't really. They're not the San Diego Superchargers. No, I know they're gonna have to come L.A. Baby, loser Chargers. No, I like the Chargers. All right, Sims, your breakdown. Okay, I, I think the big thing is here. I, I, thirty-eight twenty-eight victory for the Chargers. I picked the score before I saw the spread, so I'm sticking with what yeah. that is. It's nine and a half spread. Okay, the big thing is I do think the 49ers can keep this close because the Chargers' run defense is atrocious. And I think with a week like C.J. Beathard starting at quarterback, that Kyle will be even extra more conscious on the run game, controlling the clock a little bit, uh, and trying to keep the Chargers offense off the field that way. You mentioned some of the injuries. I am worried about Breida. If he doesn't play, that's a concern for me. He's the most explosive player on their offense until Marquise Goodwin gets back totally healthy. That bothers me, too. You talked about the defensive issues. And the defensive issues for a team that's letting up 287 yards a game passing against Phillip Rivers in this group, damn, that's where I just don't trust it. So I could see it being close for a while, certainly, um, and them hanging in there. Both of these teams let up way too many points. But I'm just going to go in the fact that I think this will be a shootout. C.J. Beathard slips up at some point when the game's 31-28, and then Phillip goes down and scores to make it 38-28, and the Chargers win That is honestly my least confident pick of the week. It's the pick I'm expecting to lose. I'm just going against the grain because the Chargers have let me down literally every week this year. The 49ers have let me down every week this year. But the 49ers have also been in every game. I'm just hoping, I mean, C.J. Beathard is so blech. I know. I'm really hoping he gets hurt and then Matt Sims comes in. Sorry, CJ. Love you. I didn't mean to put that out there, but I'm really rooting for Matt. Is right. he going to get signed? Well, I don't know yet. Better break that news. All right, guys. Moving on. Sunday night football. The Baltimore Ravens coming off a win last week against the Broncos. On the road visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers, a three-point favorite in this game. Sims, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, I am going to put $40. And this, it, this hurt me, this one. I know. I, I'm going to pick the Ravens to win this football <laughs> game. Do it. Send the alarms. The Raven's coming. I can't do it as good as you. You're a psychopath. Send them down into the steel holes of digging for... They don't dig for steel, do they? As you dig. 
send the ravens to remind you of the world above. You will fall victim to your dying knees. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> all right. The Ravens' defense is very good. It is. The Ravens' offense is as good as it's been in a while. Yep. I mean, they can run the ball, and they can scare you with the pass game for since maybe the first time of the year they won the Super Bowl back in 2012. So those are two things I look at and just go, wow. Okay, the Steelers' offense... They can run the football, but I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, let's hang our hat on their run game. And I would think that they're going to have a hard time running the football on the Baltimore Ravens. I just think the Baltimore Ravens, I have less questions about them as a team right now. I think they're on a mission, too. And I think with the Ravens and the state of their defense, I think this is a tough matchup for them. I have a hard time thinking that some of their blitz and creative things will hit home against this good offensive line with the Ravens that's usually technically sound at picking this stuff up as well. And I think Flacco is playing pretty damn good football with some guys that can that can go down the, foot, the field and get it. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Ravens to win the game outright, 27-24. So, um, yeah, I guess I have them... It was a three-point spread, right? It was, yeah. yes. So you're taking the Ravens. Why did that hurt you? I Because I, the Steelers are like my Super, Super Bowl, Bowl team, and right. I, I root for the Steelers because I do like Mike Tomlin, and, and I like you know a lot of the guys on their football team, but I, I can't do it. Inj- Over to you, Lefkow. Injury-wise, Pittsburgh, it's kind of positive. They're hoping to get to Castro and Marcus Gilbert back That'd this week, which, man, that offensive line has been together for a long time. Yes, they have. Baltimore, opposite. Ronnie Stanley missed Wednesday with a foot injury. He already has an elbow injury. Mm -hmm. Ronnie Stanley, top 10 pick. He is always beset by injuries. One of the knocks against him. If he doesn't play, James Hurst moves to left tackle, and Orlando Brown Jr. would get his first start at right tackle. I got no issue with that. I know you don't. Yeah. I think I think this is either going to be his breakout game right. where you look like a genius and everyone else is stupid, or they're facing the Steelers who have 11 sacks already, yeah. and he's confused at the twists, the sure. curls, and all that stuff. Sure. I'd probably lean more that way. Yep. I am going to be putting down $100, Josh, on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got it, Lefko. Steelers have beaten the Ravens three in a row. More importantly, the game is on prime time. Yep. The Steelers have won 10 in a row on prime time, including Tampa Bay. This goes back three years. Mike Tomlin, emotional guy. He gets them up for the big games. They play down to the other teams. They are 7-3 and three against the spread in that 10-game winning streak. Last time that the Ravens had to go to Pittsburgh, that really good defense, yeah. they allowed 39 points right. in a 39-38 shootout. It is in Pittsburgh. What did I say on Wednesday's podcast? It may have been Monday. I think the Ravens are going to go 8-0 and at home. I think that they're going to go four and four on the road. I had them at twelve and four. That's how I think they finish the year. They looked amazing hosting Buffalo. They looked amazing hosting the Broncos. They looked slow, and Flacco looked bad in Cincinnati. Yes, they did. I think that happens this week in Pittsburgh. It's a prime time game. They're going to get up. I think the Steelers still feel desperate, and I think they go and they win that game by yeah. like four. It is a tough one. Yeah, it's a really I, I tough. Be shocked. Game. I All shocked. I know is super excited to watch it on Sunday Night Football. I am too. 
I like good games. That will be a great game. It will be. They will be killing each other. I just think, I want to say this really yep. quick. Ben Roethlisberger has been phenomenal all year long, right. except for the Bet Browns game, which is extended. Which I don't think games. was all his fault, right? I would argue that the Ravens' offense has looked good. It's all Javorius Allen in the flat and lob balls to John Brown. Yeah. John Brown has been a revelation for the Ravens. Let's see. The Steelers have a lot more athletes. And I'm I'm curious when those balls come up. I am too. Who's going to come down? With that was it? really the reason. I just I just don't quite trust it in the back end. I have hope for that defense, like I told you on Monday. Just don't trust it. That's why I went with the Ravens. All right, guys. Last game of the week to pick here before we get to a little GTL and left go shitbirds. So we're going to go Monday night football here. Kansas City Chiefs on the road visiting the Denver Broncos. Chiefs are a four and a half point favorite in this game in Denver. I know. Lefko, we'll start with you. Brandon Marshall missed Wednesday's practice for Denver. He was really the only guy that was hurt. Uh, Kansas City, D. Ford is questionable. So linebacker. That's unbelievable. I didn't know that. Uh, He's questionable. Doesn't mean he's out. Okay. Um, I am going to be going with the Chiefs at $100. Number one reason, I don't want to bet against the Chiefs anymore. Here's why I'm wrong. As a home underdog, in the last three years, the Broncos are 6-2 and two against the spread. Unfortunately for the Broncos, I have a million reasons why the Chiefs are the right pick here. Broncos are 1-3 straight up in their last four primetime games. The Chiefs have beaten the Broncos five in a row. The Chiefs in primetime in their last nine primetime games, 8-1 and one straight up, 8-1 and one against the spread. Andy Reid on prime time, he's ready to go. But here is the divisional thing. I said this about the Seahawks. It is the same thing with Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Shocker. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are good against their opponents. Andy Reid and the Chiefs are good against their opponents. They know how to beat the teams they're used to. In their last 18 games against the AFC West, the Chiefs are 17-1. Let that sink in. That's amazing. Raiders. They've had their moments. Yeah, Broncos, they freaking won the Super Bowl a few yeah. years ago. Right. Um, who am I missing? The Chargers. Chargers. They've been always good. dangerous. Seventeen and one. Right. Not only that, against the spread in their last thirty-one games against the AFC West, mm-hmm. twenty-one and ten. Ooh. The best against the spread record against their division in the last five years. The Chiefs on prime time against. An AFC West opponents have dare near been a lock. I expect Case Keenum and the offense to click. I expect them to put up points. Heck, I expect them to even have a big lead at halftime and Patrick Mahomes to screw up. But when it starts clicking, it's going to be an avalanche. I think the Chiefs win, and I think they win by a touchdown. I'm putting $100 on the Chiefs. Over to you, Sims. Okay, um... How did you feel after hearing all that? No, I, I mean, I, I have a similar view to you. I'm going $100 on the Broncos, but I'm picking the Chiefs to win the game. <laughs> I'm picking the Chiefs to win. I, you 30, just 35, see the 31. Four and a half. I just didn't see the 35-31? 35-31. I mean, the, the, the Broncos can move the football, too, and the Chiefs' defense is still not good. I still have too many questions. Uh, I really do. But the other thing that scares me you know, on the flip side there is the Broncos, have, the people have been throwing the ball on the Broncos in every game. 
And damn, this is the greatest show on turf right now. Derek Carr had near a perfect performance. Right. Russell Wilson was able to find Brandon Marshall and Tyler Lockett deep and another yeah. of other players. Right. And then last week, Baltimore, like Flacco had a pretty good John day. Brown was out. Yeah. So that's 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 what I worry about in this football game. I do think this will be a back and forth football game. I think one thing that goes and we talked about it a little yesterday, I think, the Chiefs are their defense is very good on third down. In fact, it's the only thing they're good at at, at all. And that's because they will do some some unconventional things where you just go, damn, I really don't know what they're doing here. It's hard to prepare. It's hard to tell my line to block these guys. It's hard to tell this receiver. I think they're playing this coverage. And that's where I just think they have a little bit of an edge out of the fact that this is the most explosive offense in the sport. It's very hard to play in Denver. Um, But I don't think the Denver pass rush is going to be able to disrupt this game enough for me to sit here and go, the Chiefs won't move the ball up and down the field on them. That's why I go Chiefs 35-31, but uh, the four and a half points was just a hair too much for me, and I think the Denver covers. I just wanted to look this up really quick. Denver, in terms of rushing attempts per game, is in the top ten. And I think that's – I'm waiting to see which team is going to really control the clock and pound it out against the Chiefs. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, uh, Devontae Booker show. Because if not, I'm taking Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid over Case Keenum and Vance Coin Joseph toss in is a huge shootout. in this game. Coin toss is huge. What do you mean? Because Ooh, hold on. This is something to look for for Monday Kansas night. City, if Kansas City gets the ball and goes down, they change the dynamic of the game right away. When you go down, oh, damn, we're down 7 nothing, And then the first drive, you start to go, well, we were going to run the ball and do that. But, mm. damn, I might, you know, that's third play. I might go with a pass play instead now because I just am a little scared or whatever it may be. They put so much pressure on you in that, in that way. That's where it becomes scary. All right, guys, that's all the games. So here's what we're going to do. I'll give the rundown of the disagreements here. Lefko, if you want to be picking your locks. Sims, if you want to be doing your GTL. Uh, disagreements from this week. You guys disagreed on Thursday night football. Sims, you went Minnesota plus seven. Lefko went with the Rams minus seven. Uh, Miami, no disagreement here. You guys both picked the Dolphins plus nine and a half. Sims, you actually picked the Dolphins to win the game. I know. And put $400 on it. How are you feeling about that pick? I feel good about that. All right, Philadelphia, Tennessee, Sims, you went with... I feel good that they're going to cover, for sure. I don't know if I feel great that they're going to win the game. Okay. Yes. Uh, Philadelphia, so Sims, you went with the Eagles, minus three. Lefko, you went with Tennessee, plus three. Uh, moving on down here, a lot of agreements in the middle of, of the show. Cleveland, Oakland. Cleveland, nice Oak- uh, Cleveland, Oakland. Sims, you went with the Browns. Lefko, you went with the Raiders. Uh, Giants, Saints. Sims went with the Giants, plus three. Lefko went with the Saints, minus three. Lefko, you had the 49ers plus nine and a half. Sims went with the Chargers in that game. Uh, Sunday night football, Sims goes with Baltimore. Lefko, you go with the Steelers. And then Monday night football, Sims goes with the Broncos plus four and a half. Lefko, you took the Chiefs minus four and a half. All right, so I have five teams that I'm contemplating making Lefko locks. I am not making Miami a Lefko lock. I'm just too afraid of, of I, I pick against them and I feel really dumb that New England just blew them out. One I feel certain about, Seattle at Arizona plus three or minus three. Right. I feel like I want to get my money in there against Arizona again. I think they had their show out and all that stuff. I really like the other ones I'm thinking about are Indy as a pick against Houston. I'm thinking about Detroit plus three and a half in Dallas. I'm thinking about Chicago, minus one and a half against Tampa Bay. And I'm thinking about Cincinnati, plus five and a half. 
Oh, I stopped listening to you last week because you're 0 and 8, so I don't even... I'm asking for your fucking help. <laughs> don't do you want my help? Yeah. I don't think you should want no, my no, help. No, 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 because here, here's what I'm thinking is even though I lost Chicago to Arizona last week... You felt... I was on the right, right side. I know. I was on and the and right that's side. That's what sucks about betting. So here's my thing. Indy, Houston, pick them. I feel pretty good about Indy. I'm worried about a few shots deep, and I'm worried about this injury report that I don't know what it's going to be yet. Okay. Detroit getting three and a half in Dallas. Of course I'm worried about the Zeke run. But I also know that if I have Matt Stafford on my side, I feel like I'm going to feel pretty good in that game. Right. In terms of Chicago hosting Tampa Bay, I feel pretty good about that Chicago defense and Vic Fangio. I'm actually going to lock that in right now. I actually like Chicago at home right there. The other one is Cincinnati plus five and a half. That one I don't know about. So is it Indy and Detroit? Am I taking luck versus De- Do you have more faith in Cincinnati getting five and a half? I do. Yes. I do. It's a lot of points. I know. It's too much. And, and like you said, I mean, it's, it's, an equal, it's an equal game there. I mean, I, I would argue maybe Cincinnati is slightly the more talented team. I don't team. know about... So then Indy as a pick against Houston or Detroit? Indy is, or Detroit. Or Detroit getting three and a half in Dallas. Mm. At least with Indy, I'm getting a home team. I think I would rather go Indy there. Because here, cause so then if I do Indy and Chicago, that's two home teams. Cincinnati and Seattle, two road teams. If I go Detroit, I could totally see Zeke running for like 160 yards. Right. That way I'm betting against Houston. I'm betting against the Bucks after a Monday night game. I'm betting against Atlanta Oof, and Arizona. All right, that's it. Your left Colucks are going to be the Colts, the Bears, the Bengals, and the Seahawks. You got it, Mush. You got it. Fuck. You got a little nervous. GTL? It's now time. He can't figure it out. The guarantees throw them out the window. The warranties don't come and claim them. But let's fix it up right here, Sims. The mush and the Sims together again. Guaranteed to lose. So far, we're the only two that have been losing in these two segments. We are guaranteed. We are guaranteed, but it's going to change this week. I'm about to go on fire. Eat it, everybody. Okay, we're starting out on Thursday night. The Minnesota Vikings. Welcome to Guaranteed to Lose. You're going to lose. You're not as good as the Rams, and your coach has been making excuses up for four days. Sorry, that's a big L in Los Angeles. Where are we headed next, Sims? Oh, we're going down to Jacksonville. Jacksonville doesn't have a song like that. J-E-T-S, lose, lose, lose. There you go. Sorry, it's a rookie quarterback against the best defense in football, and I like the Jets to keep it close, but gosh damn it, they ain't gonna beat the Jaguars down in Jacksonville. See you next time, Jets. Sims, you know what you don't want to face? The greatest quarterback of all time after he just lost. I would agree with that and it's a quarterback making his second start ever up in green bay a little scary uh and i do think aaron Rodgers will be on fire in this football game buffalo might hang around for a little bit while but the bottom at the end of the day it is Rodgers greater than allen and allen has no help around him still even with LaShawn mccoy getting somewhat healthy next we're going to a rookie quarterback that looks really weird in the helmet he does i don't know about all of that but josh rosen i do think will be a step up at the quarterback position but man the cardinals stink defensive run defense is horrible defensive run defense that's a technical term and i just have no faith in the arizona cardinals offense in general i think rosen's a step up but they're going to lose to russell wilson and the seattle seahawks and last they used to be best friends but now they're frenemies he continues to pick against his buddy do it again hey and he keeps delivering right now it's hard for me not to pick against them uh, his quarterback is cj bethard this week and he's going 
going against Phillip Rivers. The 49ers pass defense is not good, and the Chargers light up the air with their pass game on a weekly basis. I'm going to go 5-0. And there it is. The Vikings, the Jets, the Bills, the Cardinals, and the Niners. You've been guaranteed possibly to win because Sims is guaranteeing you to lose. Don't forget to have your bets spayed and neutered. Plinko was brought to you by Hasbro. Hasbro, the makers of the Frisbee. (laughs) Uh, Thursday night football guaranteed to lose. People listen to this Friday morning. That is... That's dangerous. Yeah. Risky pick that, seems. De- deal with it. All right. I think that's the end of the podcast. Thank God. There it is. I had a lot of fun this time. This I felt too. like the most clean. Did feel clean. I definitely felt the most prepared. I stuttered a few times, but it's yeah, okay. What's new? It happens. All you look right. good in your shirt, though. Thank you. All right. So, again, Saturday, when Sims is doing Notre Dame stuff, if you want to take a picture of him while he's on television and we make a meme out of it, let's do it. Sunday, hop on the socials. Check out Sims and Lefko. We post pictures on IG during the game. I usually do a story of my setup here at the office. If you want to talk to me. I'll be here this Sunday. Whoa. And then also we will be on the Twitter. Uh, so be sure to interact with us. And again, the hashtag for Sunday is embrace the mush. I've already told you my left co locks. They're going to be, I can't believe I'm doing this. The Colts in a 50, 50 pick. How many game. times are we going to go over this? The bears, Holy. the Bengals and the Seahawks. Give me if the music, Nick. If you're betting against me, use the hashtag embrace the muss. You do not understand social media. You do not understand you that have I a have problem. to be somewhere in 30 minutes. And that last one minute is going to make them late. Four Sims. Peace out, homies. Four Fendrick. Good evening. And for the L-E-F-K-O-E, Man. he still does it. Talk to you later. Even when he hates me, he Damn, still does I gotta it. I got to go. Like, seriously. I don't know what to say.